0: In the grim darkness of the second millennia, there is only a shitty podcast hosted by Three Dorks. A podcast about the grim darkness of the 41st millennia and how incredibly stupid it is. This is Grim Dorks. Hello everyone and welcome to Grim Dorks, a discussion podcast on the lore and story of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. I am hmm, Homunculus John, and with me as always are my favorite two BDSM...
1: Twenty-year dicks. <laughs> uh, shit! You took homunculus already. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you punk bitch. Uh, I am Lord of Kamara. Uh, fuzzy. Uh.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Fucking Deldar Braden, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah, we that's got it. that's okay. Cool. I got it. I just don't
2: know anything about. It. Yeah, because
1: well, we I haven't have done it. an episode. Good. <laughs> we have to teach you. <laughs> Yeah. But you got the faction right, which deserves a golf clap.
2: Good enough. Um,
1: thank you,
0: thank you. So, today is a continuation of our two parter, probably two parter, on orcs. Uh, and we have at least
1: two, maybe more things to talk about today. Probably more. I mean, I think we'll. Yeah, I think there'll be more mixed in there, but. Uh... I think the two main things are what needs to be talked about.
0: <sighs> first and foremost The War
1: of the Beast. Are uh, really? Or shouldn't we go to Ulanor first? Cause chronology uh, so Ulanor We well,
0: my thinking is we talked about Ulanor, but we can talk about it again.
1: I think we should talk about Ulanor because we need to we need to we need to butter Brayden up before we just start throwing the beast at him, you know? Gotta got get him nice and lubed up, all oily. Uh, phrasing. That's the point, John. So, uh, then, the Ulanor Crusade. Then I want to talk about Yarrick sooner.
0: <laughs> so the Ulanor Crusade. Uh, it was an imperial assault on the orc empire of one overlord Urlach Uruk Mm -hmm. during late late 30, early 31st millennium. This crusade included the deployment of 100,000 space marines and 8 million Imperial Army troops. Excellent. Okay. Now, if you'll remember, this is one of the few times several legions had been activated at the same time. Okay, yeah, because they're the usually trip, all the, by
2: themselves, right?
0: Yeah, all... usually a legion could could do anything you could reasonably ask them to, but this was more than, than reasonable. Uh, the three legions activated here were the Luna Wolves, with Horus, mm-hmm. the Ultramarines, with Rawbutt Gigatan, <laughs> and the White Scars with Jagatai Khan. Uh-huh. Now, Horus, if you'll remember, had a favored tactic, mm. which was, uh, oh. which is, a go, go for the throat, basically.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, um, just kill him
0: fast. Specifically, kill the leader. Mm-hmm. Which, if you'll remember from last episode with orcs,
2: that's, that's how you
0: Stop. That's how you stop a wah.
2: Mm-hmm. Skill the leader.
0: You betcha. Yeah. So let's see. The in- the entire legion. That's right. The entire legion. Mm-hmm. Two million Imperial Army soldiers. And one hundred titans. Were sent against the the main the capital planet of the Ulanor system, okay, Ulanor. So this happens, and one thing that we didn't really talk about with the orcs is they like to enslave humans. Oh, I didn't know that. Along with like everything yeah. else, they find right. Yeah, but you need you need people to do labor and harvest squigs, mm-hmm. and and uh, the the orc forces they outnumbered the imperials five to
2: one. Oh jesus with close yeah, like... to 10 million
0: people uh yeah it kind of depends how many space marines are in a legion i always forget
1: the let's just put it this way uh on every page that lists uh the the face off the strength of the forces lists uh 100,000 space marines from these chapters, 8 million imperial army troops, 100 legio mortis titans, and 600 imperial armada warships, versus... It's a pretty simple list to this side. Millions Mm. of orcs! (laughs)
2: Millions
1: (laughs) of orcs. That's it! Millions of orcs! Okay.
2: So they're just a green tide.
1: As is tradition. Literally. With some purple mixed in, but you can't see it. Here course, we go. Of course you can't see it. You ever seen a purple orc? No. <laughs> Need to find someone to do that as a t-shirt.
0: So, Horus and his, uh I think it was his first company. Yeah, the entire first company went for the Central Keep, which is the Tower of Ulanor. Mm-hmm. So it was all Terminators.
1: Particularly the Terminators of uh, the Luna Wolves and later Sons of Horus, the Jasterin, uh Terminators, who, uh, they look like a Custodes got downgraded to iron instead of gold, and also upgraded on the pauldrons. That's my best way I can describe them. And Interesting. They look pretty good, if if I do say so myself. I I like the look quite a bit. Uh, I will provide awesome. a link for my boy here, but the rest of you on the internet can uh, get fucked, I guess.
0: Also, there was everyone's favorite uh, no-armed failure, Abaddon.
2: Oh no!
1: Ezekiel Abaddon was also in there. Uh, it was under the direct command of Mister Mister Abaddon. Excuse me, the uh the Fail Master General. Yeah, uh
0: so Horus killed the warlord, and as I mentioned previously, just kinda took him and pile drived him to the ground outside <laughs> yeah. the, from the top of the tower. Uh and then Horus climbs back up and finds all the Terminators and all the Orcs dead except Abaddon. Oh no,
2: Jesus.
1: <laughs> I'm imagining he just had like his power claw out and it was just like I, uh, I just
2: imagine Abaddon did nothing, He was he's just sitting, like, at a table, and he's like, Hi. <laughs> he's
1: like, oh look, some grog. <laughs> no, you see, w- w- you have to remember, in the GW version of the canon, Abaddon probably murdered, like, many, many orcs, and constructed a table from their bones, and was yes. brewing some squig tea. Yes. Also, grievously injured, probably. <laughs>
2: Yes, bleeding out of one side of his head.
1: Assuming he can be injured. I mean, he don't got no arms, so that probably happened somewhere. But he's got yeah. plot armor. That's plot armor. True. Get, it, get it, get hit? because... Get it. Anyway, right, that's the gist so... of Ulanor, I just wanted to... Uh, the... Oh.
0: The end result of Ulanor is that... The Imperium fucked up, which mm-hmm. is going to lead into our next bit, where they didn't—they didn't stick around. Okay, they permanently. They, solve the problem. They let the orcs leave. They let the orcs. Why would you let the orcs leave?
1: Because they were idiots who thought do that orcs, they had just. Do, do orcs leave? The yeah.
0: They, yeah. They. They've run.
1: What for Oh, okay. Yeah, that is true. I guess they. And of course, when an orc runs, you know, they run away, and then if they need to leave the planet, that basically involves just jumping into giant cannons and going. Yeah. (laughs) Just lighting the fuse and seeing where you end up. (laughs) Am I wrong? No, you're not. But uh, yeah. So the orcs all leave, and Mm -hmm. then the rest of the Great Crusade, and then the Horse Heresy happen. Time, as it is wont to do, passes. And we cut to, uh, fuck, how far in the future is this, technically? It's like 33. Not very far. Okay, so, well, about 3,000 years. Uh. M32. Okay, yeah. 544 M32. So, approximately 2,500 years later. Mm-hmm. Uh a little thing happens where, uh, so, uh, just to set up what the Imperium's like right now, just so you know, uh, largely, not as warring. Now, don't get me wrong, they're being fucked from all sides, from Abaddon's first Black Crusade, to the first Battle of Cadia, the Battle of the Fang, multiple traitor primarchs fucking over many worlds, a bunch of demon cults popping up everywhere, but it should, they, these are all like footnotes in galactic history at the time, not just in comparison to what's about to happen, uh, but just really, they weren't super big deals. They all kind of got solved pretty quickly, and so uh, the Imperium got a little complacent. Mm -hmm. Also, um, the Astartes were starting to straight-up die out, because they were kind of forgetting to um, recruit, among other issues. (laughs) Um, And for example, like the Imperial Fists Mm -hmm. hadn't left Terra for centuries.
2: Oh, so they're kind of like how uh, when we when America had like a surplus of soldiers coming back, they're just like man, like or after Gulf War when everyone just came back and sat around doing nothing.
1: Yeah, but imagine you know millennia passed instead so of uh, yeah.
2: Well, everything is yeah. Everything in forty K is exacerbated incredibly.
1: So. Yes. Um. So, a lot of the, like, Imperial Fists didn't have a lot of battle experience at this point in time. I'm gonna keep mentioning those guys because they're about to get really important. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. Oh no. How dare you. Yeah. So, um, then they decide it's time for a road trip. For all intents and purposes, the Imperial Fists got pretty fucking bored, and so they left their post as the Praetorians of the Throne World, and went to go slaughter some Xenos, cause... Eh. Why not? We gotta gotta blood ourselves every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, So they go to fight these basically vermin called Chromes who are... not worth talking about. Uh, But... So they go to this world called, uh, Mantua I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> them some vowels. They end up on Mantua and, uh, they're slaughtering some Zenos, and suddenly, like, a mountain lifted off the ground, and then just, like, chunks of trees started floating, mm-hmm. and then, like, the tide rolled in, And Mm -hmm. a bunch of weird gravitational bullshit started happening. Also, their starships fell out of the fucking sky. That's That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh.
0: And then, uh, that's one of those things where, like, everything's happening, then there's a moment of calm, and you look up in the sky and you say, That's no moon. Holy shit, that's kind of a moon. Where did that come from?
1: So, um, real quick, the the Imperial Fists call back to Terra and are like, I imagine the Vox and or, well, excuse me, it would have been a psychic message. The psychic message basically contained, <gasps> HOLY SHIT! Um... This world is matter. Uh, and the High Lords of Terra, being bureaucratic pieces of shit, did nothing about it, really and they were like, "Eh, this probably not much of a big deal. We're not going to send any other assistance. But the rest of the fists can go, I guess. Go back up, you boys." And so the rest of the Imperial Fists went to go back up the boys.
2: Mm. Uh
1: in along with a very small contingent of guard forces led led by some guy named a uh, Militant Heth, which is a fucking dope name, if I'm being honest. Uh militant. So they go, they get there, and when they get there, that's when the previous thing John described happens. Where, um that's a fucking moon that just materialized. It's a it's a planetoid, so it's
0: bigger than a moon, and just appears in orbit around Artemantua.
1: So imagine imagine literally something about one and a half times the size of our moon were to suddenly appear in the solar system and start fucking shit up because guess what it's filled with braden
2: uh orcs
1: oh oh, wow you you must be a fucking psyker because you looked into the future there my dude Excellent. Yeah, of course, it's full of fucking orcs. It is chock diggly dang full of orcs. This is a WA. This is not just a WA, this is THE wall This is the WA to end all WA.
2: Mm. The WA apocalypse.
1: Ap- yeah. And thus appeared the WA beast. Um. Regular orc boys in this WA were. As big as space marines, and just as fighty, the knobs were like the size of tanks, and there was a war boss who showed up, and that war boss was the Beast that's literally all he's called or the beast who will bring much slaughter is his technical full title in the orc language too um he fucks that shit up uh he doesn't just launch orcs at the imperial fists mm. he plays chess with the orcs against the imperial fists He flanks them. He uses buildings. He uses terrain. He uses formation strategies that the orcs stick to. Are you noticing something weird here, Brayden?
2: They're using tactics.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. They're using tactics. (laughs) hmm And not
0: only are these orcs bigger, badder, and fighting smarter, they're also better equipped.
1: They don't just have orky tech. They have functioning tech. Oh dear. It's as if an imperium, a second imperium of man just fucking showed up. Mm -hmm. but, But it was orky. But it was orkier. Interesting. And they fucked up Militant Heth and the Imperial Fists. They didn't just fuck them up. The slaughter at Arda Mantua had one survivor. One! Ooh. This guy guy has the dankest name possible, though. (laughs) His name, he's a captain of the Imperial Fists, and due to being the only one left... Literally the only Imperial Fist left, he became the Chapter Master, and then Lord Commander of the Imperium. Slaughter Coreland. How the hell is your first name Slaughter? His first name's Slaughter, and he has also a book called I Am Slaughter, and that's just the fucking... Mm, that's a
2: good fucking name. It's stupid, I hate Warhammer. Why Fuck you, that's a really
1: good
2: <laughs> uh, Hello, uh I know why if we just had this kid, what should we name them? Oh I don't slaughter. know. Slaughter. Yeah. Slaughter. Fucking... And then the fucking father was like, Sick nasty dude, let's do it. Is it
1: spelled that... like the word or is it different? Yes, it's yes. spelled like Slaughter. Oh, I hate it. Yep. Slaughter yep. Whore land. Uh yeah. How so... did he get away? How did he get away, John? Unknown. Um, let me open that page real quick. Where does where does he show? Out. Yeah, where does he show up? He
0: gets back to Terra. How
2: how? What does he say when he gets
0: back? Uh, the what I would think is that he is the one survivor of the land battle, but there a
1: navy still exists. Okay, so what happened is uh through some. Something weird occurred, and he got teleported into orbit with his helmet on, thankfully. And he literally clung onto a piece of uh, radioactive space junk until a tech priest and his ship happened by. And uh, basically, they brought him in and. Yeah. They brought him in and uh, slapped him awake, and I imagine first thing he did was punch a tech priest so hard that his legs came off. Uh, <laughs> before grabbing another one and going, "What the fuck happened?" Um, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, uh,
0: someone walked by wearing green, and Slaughter just ripped their arms off. <laughs>
1: That thankfully it was man. a tech priest so he was just like man now i have to fucking get give those back you'll
0: build new arms
1: yeah just just fucking like just shove them in the tubes and like make sure they dangle right i'll just i'll go get a friend god damn it <laughs> that's pretty much exactly how that happened um or at least it does in my canon so uh Slaughter gets taken back to Terra, and he, you know, grabs the nearest fucking dude and is like, YO! (laughs) We need to fix this! Mm -hmm. Would you like to guess Uh, what they do?
2: They don't fix it.
0: Correct. (laughs) So, at this time, it's worth noting that the Imperium is governed by a council of high lords, right? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Oh uh, fuck, yeah, we haven't described the High Lords of Terra.
0: <laughs> there there are several. Uh the only two that are important right now are the uh Lord High Admiral, which is Lansung, who is the leader of the Imperial Navy. And then there is the Grand Master of the
1: Assassins Drakhan Vangerich. I
2: hate Lord Hamlin. Well, but, okay,
1: so real quick, it's worth just kind of briefly noting that the High Lords of Terra are literally comprised of essentially the heads of every faction. You got mm-hmm. the High Lord of Assassins, you got the High Lord of the Adeptus uh, Arbites. you got the High Lord of the he, Navy.
0: Here's, here's how I would explain it for us humans living in America in 2017. Every department of the government, right?
1: It's like, like the federal. It's Drug if the joint chiefs of staff ran America.
2: I but, I, I see John's um like comparison it's where it's not, like the director of the FBI, the director of the CIA, head of FDA, also, head of FEMA.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's the head of every important part of the government, including the church.
1: No. Because <laughs> you know, they in this pat- universe, the Church is part of the government. Yeah, and
0: Pope- and it's like, if I recall, I'm not going to take the time to look this up. There's the council, which had similar to the UN Security Council. There's a couple of set seats, and then the rest get filled mm-hmm. from the other op- options, right? And that's just kind of how it works. Uh-huh. That's how the Imperium was governed at this time, and for a while, it was fine.
1: Like, it worked. Uh, just for the record, the constant members are the Ecclesiarch, the Fabricator General of Mars, the Grand Master of the Assassins, the je- Grand Provost Marshal, Head of the Adeptus Arbites, the Inquisitorial Representative, the Master of the Adeptus Astra Telepathica, the Master of the Administratum, Master of the Astronomicon, the Paternovel Envoy, representing the novice Nobilite, and then there are three more seats who rotate between the abbess Sanctorum of the Soritas, the Captain General of the Custodes, the Cardinal of the Holy Synod of Terra, the Chancellor of the Estate Imperium, the Lord Commander Militant of the Imperial Guard, the Lord Commander of the Segmentum Solar, the Lord High Admiral of the Navy, and the Speaker of the Charist Captains.
0: There, there's huh. an event that we will cover called the Beheading, that we'll get to, and we'll talk about that.
1: It That's when one guy decides to clean up the fucking bureaucracy for a hot
0: minute.
2: Nice.
0: And it it, it goes well for a hot bit, and then everyone decides, nah, fuck this guy, because he goes a little crazy. Anyway, so a problem with the High Lords is that they tend to uh, only give a shit about their stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the Lord High Admiral at this time is... in in space-based science fiction, the person who controls the spaceships generally has a lot of say of what armies are going where to defend stuff. And also fighting the orcs in space. Now, this Lord High Admiral is only concerned with doing this to get favors.
1: Yeah. He's literally sucking off the rest of the High Lords just and that's all he deploys fleets for meanwhile the beast and his army and tech dudes are developing tech such as gravitational whips and teleporters that can oh I don't know make a fucking looted moon go from one solar system to another at the blink of an eye excellent and
0: so Lansing decides hey we should like. He he doesn't really decide. He gets told, and a lot of his admirals like basically tell him, "Fuck you." Uh. We're going to fight here, and he's like, "All right." Uh, half of God, how to describe a segmentum? Imagine the United States cut into quarters. Yeah one of those quarters worth of a fleet. One of those quarters is like a segmentum. Half a segmentum fleet shows up.
1: For the record, the entire Warhammer 40k galaxy is cut up into five segments. The center segment and then four radial segments. The segmentum solar is the one that we are located in.
0: Okay. So half of this, half of a segmentum fleet shows up, which is thousands of ships. And The beginning of this battle goes, you know, bad. Because this attack moon has a gravity whip. Now, what a gravity whip is, I'm not too sure. uh, Yeah,
1: at no point have I been able to figure out what the fuck a gravity whip is. So I'm assuming that the attack moon opens up like fucking Unicron and just starts whipping motherfuckers with a giant orky robot arm. I guess. Uh, Because I'm I'm... hard-pressed to think of a better explanation. Also, I just really have a hard-on for the idea that, uh, the orcs developed Unicron, and... (laughs) They
0: looted a planet and got
1: Unicron. God, I would... With two T's. Yeah. Mm, That'd be a fucking tasty story. (laughs) I can't imagine what orcs looting transformers would be like, but it would we're gonna save that for that special episode.
2: It'd be dumb.
1: You fucking bet your titties it would be. Anyway, back to Port Sanctus. So base okay.
0: If here here's my thought of a gravity whip. Mm -hmm. Right? they managed to find a way through technorcology to harness the inherent gravity of the moon to rip shit
1: out of place i'm imagining like that functionally it's like a essentially beam of gravitational energy that they can just suddenly make hey and just whip it around yeah everything in this line of space suddenly feels along Crush. a point yeah like a point that is it feels the gravity of a sun in a point that is like the size of a fucking pixie stick yeah and the length of an astronomical unit that's so what i think t- it would
0: be yeah. So, this happens, mm. and this fight happens, and, like, the Gravity Whip rips battleships
1: in half. Oh, jeez. Yeah. On top of that, the moon also is equipped with another thing, and I fucking love. Uh, it's a wah-gate. It's ba- Did you watch Stargate SG-1? No. Of course. But I
2: understand what you're talking
1: about. Well, okay, so... For those of you who watched the last season of Stargate SG-1... Remember when the Ori made that giant Stargate in orbit around a planet... That let them send entire battleships through? Um... The Orcs made that. Um... By God, I... Suddenly, I'm now re looking at the entirety of the last season of SG 1 and replacing all of the Ori with the Orkai. And, um. Oh, God. Why do you like this? It's. Frankly, it's the same story. If I'm being honest. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh. So- they keep launching, uh, more ships from the giant fuck ship and boarding the vessels that they aren't ripping apart with their giant graviton dick yeah basically they do a
0: suicide assault towards this attack moon and kill it but lose so much in the process mm-hmm. alright But and the problem with destroying the attack moon there's
1: more of them that was one attack moon and one WaGate,
2: which means that there are more.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, they kind of showed up
1: in orbit near Earth. Oh, yeah, the motherfuckers pop in right above Terra, and they send a diplomat.
0: A what? An
1: yeah. orc diplomat. A yeah, yeah.
2: That's unheard of.
1: Yeah, exactly. The this doesn't just fuck up like you know everything by the fact that the orcs literally... I I'm hard pressed to come up with an apt metaphor here, but this is like the equivalent of fucking uh, an ISIS like terrorist guy just suddenly into the Oval Office right now and saying, hey, we can do this. Eat my ass. That's, like, as close as I can possibly get to how much of a fuck you this is.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And the... This
0: diplomat is basically like, hey, you guys are puny, and you're losing. So just give in.
1: Oh, And they think about it real hard. Not... Mm -hmm. It it should also be noted that these motherfuck... This diplomat is incredibly well-spoken. Like, his speech doesn't just, like... It isn't just like a, hey, fuck you, we're gonna win. It's a deep analysis of the Imperium's weaknesses socially... Uh, economically, fucking its- how its entire system is fundamentally broken, this orc fucking tears the social systems of the Imperium, all, along with all the rest of its systems, an entire new asshole. hmm And then also, you know, is like, this is why our new orc thing is hot shit. Um... No the yeah.
2: Imperium of man them going your shit's wrong is Imperial man going oh really and then
1: doubling down I mean you're right <laughs> so um it's at this point that uh as I remind you the Lord High Admiral launched you know most of his shit at that one the last attack moon so he doesn't have much right now. And almost all of his political allies are like, "Hey, eat my ass!" So no. a new guy pops up. Mm-hmm. This this guy is uh, Juskina Tull. Uh, Tull. Uh, so remember how earlier the Chartist captains I mentioned as one yeah. of the possible High Lord seats? Yeah. The Chartist's are merchant ships. Are merchants and rogue traders. Uh, these are, uh, the mercantile class of the Imperium, but with, you know, more paperwork. Um, and he gets this, uh, suicidal and idiotic idea that he thought was genius. Um, use the merchant fleet to lead a, uh, he kickstarts a rebellion against the orcs. Let's just use that phrase. He Mm. kickstarts an an attack on the orcs. Uh And he loads up all of the merchant fleet with uh, guardsmen and civilians. Literally billions of people. uh, From giant mass conveyors to, like, shuttles. uh, And just throws all of them at the moon. The orcs shoot most of them down. But the Imperials still manage to land a whole bunch of these poor idiots on the attack moon they proceed to Zerg rush the fuckers and they literally they literally get eaten by the moon like the moon oh. itself not because the moon is actually a giant organic thing but because the orcs manipulate the surface of the moon to bite down on the fuckers uh huh Um, they get crushed and turned into dust, and the little proletarian crusade, uh, is left with also a single survivor. Uh, a female Adeptus Arbite, who is not named in the article I am using. Uh, also lord knows I haven't read the books. Uh, (laughs) I didn't know
0: these books existed until we started doing the show. Fuck, now. Nah. So, one of us I haven't to- had the chance to pick them up.
1: One of us has to read all of the Beast Arises books now. Damn it. Um. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, also, uh, the Eldar show up at one point and are like, Yo, the chaos is still kind of a problem. At which point, someone just grabs this Eldar, slaps his shit, and goes,
0: Look! <laughs> <laughs> we
1: about to die. Uh, the only Chaos really can take listen-
2: a backseat to the orcs. Yeah. orcs.
1: L- literally, the only people who listen to these Eldar are a bunch of really hardline inquisitors who proceed frothing at the mouth and going I told you so to anyone who will listen. <laughs> um, yeah. They're like those guys on the street corner with the end is nigh, science except with better hats. Um, it's at this point that we get to Probably one of my favorite fucking concepts from this little arc. Uh, so real quick, we need to go back, and after the Horus Heresy, uh, ro- Robert G- G- Gigatan. Uh, man, that was a brief debate on which fucking last name <laughs> to go with. That's every time. Uh, yeah. Um. Ro- row your ber- Row your boat down the streamly, man. Writes a book, and this book is called the, uh... Fuck, what's it called, John? The Codex Astartes. That one. The Codex Astartes, which is a basically a big list of rules that all the space marines have to follow or else be declared traitors. Uh, it's not just rules. Yeah, it's not the, just rules. The Codex is... I didn't want to get into how, the whole thing. <laughs> it, it
0: does... Okay, it does a couple things. One, it's how every chapter should be organized. Uh-huh. And also, every almost every conceivable version of tactics. Oh.
1: The trouble is, a 100% Codex-compliant chapter can only use the tactics out of the Codex Astartes, and, uh... No. If does well. Yeah, if anyone comes up with a new idea, uh, that chapter gets fuckled.
0: But... And also, if you have access to the Codex, you
1: know what they're going to do. Yep. But the reason i mentioned this is when it's written one of the major things it says is the legions are to be divided into chapters a chapter is a 2000 at maximum strong space marine organization divided into so many companies and this that and the other there's a whole list of it's like third. 13 companies and so on and so forth. It's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of rigmarole, but the long and the short of it is all of the legions, those original, now yeah. 10, uh, well, 10 point many zeros <laughs> one because Imperial 10. Fists 5. a Lamau, um, oh. get turned into a bunch of chapters mm-hmm. in the second founding. Is this the first founding or the second founding? This is the second founding, uh, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I think. So this second founding divides everyone up. In particular, the Imperial Fists get divided up, but Dorn, who wasn't a big fan of the Codex, tells everyone of a little protocol. All the Imperial Fist chapters, successor chapters, and the Fists themselves are told if a galaxy-spanning threat arises and something truly terrible needs to be defeated, we are the last wall of the Imperium, and we will defend it to the last man. <clears throat> and when the attack moon shows up, this tips Every successor chapter into this, and so the last wall part protocol activates. Every Imperial Fist successor chapter, and of course, Slaughter Corland, yeah. arrives at the planet Fall. Fall is the planet where the Horus Heresy began for the Imperial Fists. And so they unite there into a single legion again. Albeit keeping their traditional heraldry.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Together, they, under Corlin's leadership, charge in. As the chapter masters from the Black Templars, the Crimson Fists, the Excoriators, and the Fists Exemplar are also told that Corland is the last Imperial Fist. This hurt a lot, but regardless, they band and charge in. 3,000 Astartes troops and 50 Astartes ships charge to Terra and lead an assault to neutralize the moon. They're also joined by a chapter called the Iron Knights, who I think is a successor of, uh, fucking, uh, Ferris Manus' chapter. Um, and they fucking win it. Nice.
0: They,
1: they get in, they attack the Wage at the heart of the moon, they get in there, they rescue human pr- prisoners, including the aforementioned female arbitrator. Uh. But, the moon itself is still intact. But they do get the WAGA. While also suffering a big fucking casualty. Amongst oh. them are the Iron Knights chapter master who sacrifices himself to save Coreland from an orc war boss the size of a fucking dreadnought. Oh. Uh quick 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 thing to remind you. Uh, a dreadnought is uh the fucking thing space marines are imprisoned in if they die, uh, mm-hmm. and they're the size of a fucking house. It's not good. Basically, oh, you can't fight
0: anymore as a person. We're, we're gonna stick you in a walking tank.
1: No. Also, you're going to go insane. Oh. No. I mean, Bjorn's still kicking it. He is also insane. <laughs> you right.
0: <laughs> Because when you're in a dreadnought, you don't. You have no senses. Like, you don't feel anything.
1: You literally only have sight and sound, and that's being filtered through the dreadnought's senses. And you're in a
0: sarcophagus mm-hmm. almost all the time until you get woken up to fight. So you are literally nothing until you need to go to war. Mm-hmm. Except Bjorn.
1: They keep Bjorn on all the time, I believe.
0: <laughs> yeah, because they get him to. Uh...
1: I don't know. They need his claw to fucking open, crack open. Did the you farting tricks, dude? You fucking. I've always imagined that dreadnought sarcophagi are like sensory deprivation tanks on the inside, where like they're filled with liquid. And you bet your fucking left nutsack that uh, Bjorn's is just full of uh, Codex pattern ale.
2: And... <laughs> I'm guessing he's one of Lehman Russ's.
0: Yeah, yeah. his. His name is Bjorn. Yeah,
2: that's immediately as soon as you said Bjorn. I'm like, I don't know who this character is. But he's I'm guessing also. He's
1: one of the wolves. Yeah, he's also are. at the time of quote unquote present day 40k, the oldest living person. Hmm. Like, you know, if he, you put uh, an air quote around if the Emperor is really living or not. Um, Even the Primarchs? He's the oldest living Imperial. He's the oldest living Imperial. You're right, because. Even older I'll than read. the Primarchs?
0: I mean, they're not th- really We have contact that we know is alive
1: okay. I mean, yeah Row your boat down the streamly man Is back up and running So technically he now uh, Okay, if he counts Because he was in stasis is debatable Yeah, uh, okay Bjorn is the oldest Continuously living and awake Person <laughs> in the Warhammer <laughs> Imperial in the Warhammer 40k Timeline
0: Okay. okay. There we go we got there. He he was alive since like the beginning of the great crusade. Jesus. He's
1: ancient.
2: Yeah, he's, he's been, been around, around for a fucking minute. 10
1: millennia.
2: He's fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, he is. So, um they charge in yeah. and they find this dreadnought-sized orc war boss. They fight and successfully kill him. Mm. Uh, we'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. So, they then blockade- everyone then blockades the attack moon. The Last Wall, the new name of the Fist Legion for the time being, um, get praised by the Lord Commander of the Imperium at the time, uh, Udin Macht Udo. Mm-hmm. uh who i know nothing about frankly uh he probably doesn't show up much longer so uh he also wants to show how big his dick is and invites the five chapters to a party um who also want he also wants to keep the loss of the imperial fist chapter a secret for public relations reasons and so he orders all of the successors to play dress-up and act like him- and dress as Imperial Fists to give Corland an Honor Guard. Um, also, he officially makes Corland Chapter Master, um, because technically speaking, the successor chapters aren't allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh... Also, the Last Wall Fists are expressly ordered not to destroy the giant moon because the Mechanicus uh, sees technology and uh, well... They won. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... Also, the the Last Wall Fists all collectively are like this shit's fucking gross with all you fucking high lords. I hate this. We're deuces. Fuck you guys. We're out. Um... So they left. Fuck this shit. We're out. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah. So meanwhile, on a different part of the galaxy, some of our favorite chaos fellows are getting their shit pounded in.
0: Oh uh, dear. Orcs are an equal opportunity genocidal
1: <laughs> uh, menace. You mm. betcha. So, uh, some iron warriors, Perturabo's legion are um getting their asses pounded in rather firmly. Um they're also being hunted down by some Black Templars who have a grudge because Black Templars, a Lamau. Uh <laughs> for those of you who aren't aware, Black Templars are an Imperial Fists successor chapter who are uh and I quote fucking insane. Uh their main chapter strategy is a uh, chainsword in one hand shield and other hand, screaming, (laughs) running. Um, probably the closest thing to actual orcs the, uh, the Astartes has, if we're being honest. Um, so, it's at this point that, uh, the Black Templars also getting their shit wrecked by orcs. Iron Warriors getting their shit wrecked by orcs. Um... They kind of look at each other and go... Fist bump? To which the Black Templars... Fucking side-eye the shit out of the Iron Warriors... And then go... Fist bump. And so they fist bump... And uh, join forces. But they're still getting their shit pounded in by the orcs... Because big surprise... These are super high-tech orcs! And there's quadrillions of them! They're
0: also huge... And have turn a planet into a plasma battery and it's everything is
1: terrible. Yeah, Excellent. Uh, some Fist's exemplars show up to help everyone out, but then the orcs uh, do a thing that um, should really be worrying to anyone with a basic grasp of physics and or how we've described the warp so far. Uh, they open a black hole and throw the entire solar system into the warp.
2: Excellent.
1: Uh... They also... This, by pure accident, takes the Iron Warriors, previously mentioned, and launches them to a world called Prax. Prax turns out to be, uh... Not quite a capital, but a big deal world in the, uh... The Empire of Orc Manity, Um... Apparently, these orcs are way further along than anyone expected. They have, uh... Society. They have specialists. They have... They have cities. They have cities. They conquer and enslave other races, including including taking humans, feeding them a bunch of meds, and then farming them like cattle. While some lucky ones, uh get their teeth punched out, shaved to nothing, branded like slaves, and pushed into battle as cannon fodder. It should be noted that the Iron Warriors here see this shit and are disgusted. It should also be noted that the Iron Warriors are the ones being disgusted. Because I'm gonna real quick hard cut to another thing the Iron Warriors did before this point in time. Kidnapped, and, um, fair warning, trigger warning for fucking everything. Fuzzy, I'm I'm gonna stop you. This is later in time. This is later in time? It's later in time. Okay, my bad. Uh, but, okay, then hard cut to the forward in time. Still fucked up, motherfuckers. Trigger warning everything here. Skip forward 15 seconds from now. Um... They fucking kidnap uh, all kinds of humans, particularly women, use chaos rituals to turn them into giant birthing sacks, sew uh, fetuses into these birthing sacks, and then rip them out later to create new skinless screaming space marines, who if they don't die immediately, get inducted into the Iron Warriors. This is called the Daemon Cubla? Yeah. Yeah. Basically it's this one up.
0: iron this one iron warrior named uh Hanzu was probably the one of the
1: most fucked up motherfuckers in the entirety of 40K. Villains.
0: Legitimately one of the worst villains in 40K. Oh dear, yeah, that's
1: no and good. That's
0: that's a big mantle to have, but
1: fuck. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's real gross. Um hi, welcome back if you skip forward 15 seconds. Uh Trust me, don't go back unless you've, like, not eaten lunch. Uh, and when I say we kept it comparatively PG to what I had to read... Um... Fuck the Iron Warriors and Hanzu. Just, that's all you need to know. Anyway, back to the War of the Beast. Um... The remaining fists that came along with the Iron Warriors and these Iron Warriors then proceed to destroy the planet. Because... Gotta do what you gotta do. It's true. Uh meanwhile, back on Terra, um Corland gets talked into becoming leader of the Imperial Armadas for a hot minute. And um Yeah, they charge. Corland is in charge now, and guess where the fighting ends up again? Ulanor. Back oh, nice. back back to where it starts, yeah. Back to the beginning. It's also where they at this point where they call uh call in the really big guns. Said really big guns are one of the few chapters that still has its Primark around. Like, hey, hey Sally, hey Sally Mander. We we
0: need we need dad. Not you you know what we mean. We need Vulcan.
1: And so guess who fucking rides in on his big old green ship with his big old black dick. Uh that my Primarch Thirst rears its ugly head again. Um Christ. Uh Vulcan rides in flames ablazon, and together everyone hits Ulanor. Which is the they go capital it. of the Orc Empire.
0: And this is when they first see the beast in in the the Orky flesh. And the beast
1: is in a word fucking enormous. They words, think still. it's a fuck, not death dread, uh I think they
0: thought it was a gargant. Yeah,
1: they thought it was a gargant, which I remind you are the orc versions of Titans.
0: Oh yeah, the giant pillars.
1: Yeah, they thought this thing was a fucking gargant, and it turned out, oops, uh, that's a dude! Said dude proceeds to, um, oh, I don't know, pound everyone's shit in. Uh, he reduces uh, a chapter master of the uh, ultramarines into paste uh, kills most imperial forces in uh, enough to- a short enough amount of time that someone timing it on a stopwatch would have missed the mark um, and uh, Vulcan proceeds to do the sensible thing and goes everyone retreat And he goes Mono E fucking Mono. Oh, wow. Primarco E Bisto.
0: And they do this, and Vulcan, being psychic, grabs the WAP. Uh huh. Seizes it, focuses it, and blows himself and the beast up. Oh, dear. Yeah. Now if you remember Vulcan is a perpetual so this means nothing to him. Yeah. It just hurts. He
1: hasn't been back since but he will be, don't you worry.
0: Uh, Vulcan baby come back it's, to me. It's probably, it's probably one of those things where just don't know where he is.
1: But you would think, yeah this will work on the beast it doesn't. Oh. Well something important should be noted it works on that beast guess what? There's more than one. That wasn't the beast. What? That was was one of his sons. A giant orc, who there are six of in total, now five after this, who the fandom lovingly refers to them as the Prime Orcs, because they're the primarchs of what eventually we think end up as the clans of orcs. Remember how there are six orc clans? Oh, and for every primord. Yep. These motherfuckers are the commanders of legions of orcs. And also they're the size of gargants, so yeah. Um So the beast proper shows up at Terra, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Yeah.
2: Is the beast proper and... the size
0: of Terra? <laughs> <laughs> he's Unicron. Yeah. That's what I, I shit
1: you not. He is they literally do not offer a scale comparison for him this time and you're just left to imagine it, which well. leads me to firmly believe that he is he's got to be the size like the size of a city. Like he has to be extraordinarily huge if they thought the Prime Orc was a Gargant, yeah, this guy's gotta be the size of an Imperator Titan. Yeah.
0: So... What do they do now? Because the Proletarian Crusade happened once. There's not much left. So they have to dig even deeper into their bag
1: of tricks. And... So they do two things. Beg. Well, one thing is a luck thing. The other thing is a choice thing. John, I think you're about to say the luck thing. They
0: they go, and they beg, and they plead. And they get down on one knee and
1: say, Baby, please come back
0: and they managed to get the Sisters of Silence to come back from exile.
1: The Sisters of Silence exiled themselves because their big old gold husbando fucking died. And they kind of felt responsible. Um, so they did the natural thing any clan of warrior people does and exiled themselves to the corner of the galaxy. They came back. The other thing is Corland and Vangarich get to thinking... <laughs> ...that we need some motherfuckers to get in there and go right after the beast. Some motherfuckers who are good at one thing, killing Xenos scum. And so, they put their heads together, handpick some motherfuckers... ...and create a little thing you might have heard of, Braden. The Death, the Death Watch. Watch. Yep. I like how we said that approximately at the same time uh <laughs> you know the barrier of uh internet going through uh not withheld uh n- not counted whatever fuck my brain anyway um so yeah they create the death watch and then they get the sisters of silence and basically uh shoot them really hard at uh the beast um they kill one well, actually, I, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Uh, that didn't, the thing Vulcan did didn't kill that thing. That was just a Prime Orc, though, and it didn't die. This time around, the Sisters of Silence, Corland, and his newly formed Death Watch uh, fight a Prime Orc. They think it's the real beast at the time, though, and uh, kill him, but... Then the real beast shows up and fucking ruffle-stomps them into dust. Corland gets fucking murdered. This also is officially the complete end of the Imperial Fists at the time. There are no more Imperial Fists in the galaxy at this time, due to this event. It's true. Uh, so, to wrap it up, um... The Imperium is... Got like a week to live. At most. And... They... Real quick, on a planet called Inwit, Uh... The Chapter Master of the Fists exemplar... Uh... Does a farewell ceremony for the Imperial Fists... Which is called the Feast of Blades... Which, to make a very long th- th- ceremony short... Uh, is a thing all of the Imperial Fist chapters do every once in a while where they all get together to have a drink and Have a little championship tournament with their chapter champions to decide who's hot shit this week Um, It's more like once a century, but you know, um It was during this that they decided that everyone would donate men to recreate the Imperial Fists because technically the last wall protocol was still active So, uh, they remake the Imperial Fists as a hodgepodge of all of these successor chapters. Um, to bring it back. And they do. They also, then, uh, return to, with their new Imperial Fists, to the High Lords. Uh, slap their shit a little bit. Uh, and by slap their shit a little bit, I mean... They talk to Vangerich, the earlier mentioned guy who is head of the assassins. They talk to him, and they like, Hey, these guys are idiots, let's uh, fix that. And uh, basically force them to do the thing, and get all of the uh, Astra Militarums, Guitari, Titans, Battleships, uh, fucking... Asteroids, uh, random, the Sisters of Silence, that guy in the corner, seven janitors, uh, anyone. And they throw all of it. The way they- It's the,
0: it's the, this is the last shot. It really is. Like, we have nothing left to
1: lose. (laughs) You gotta triple down or not do it at all. Yeah. Exactly. So they triple down and they succeed. Uh, mainly by using uh, the Sisters of Silence and capturing a bunch of weird boys and basically turning them into a psychic bomb um and they cleanse Ulanor into nothingness uh that's the only way they successfully do it uh and yeah, that's basically the end of the War of the Beast Uh, some other shit happens in the aftermath that, meh, that's mostly related to the Imperium itself Uh, but yeah Vulcan fucking dies, air quotes Um, Vangarich is a pretty cool dude Uh, the Imperial Fists get wiped out and then come back via Mm -hmm. shenanigans Um, Eldrad even helps in the end of the book um... Nice. Yep. Uh, Sisters of Silence came back. Um... And also die. And, mm-hmm. uh... Yeah, and we also learned that, uh, if you really need to just fuck up the orcs, use the pariah gene and some weird boys, and we can get the job a-fucking-done. There you go.
2: Uh,
1: we are out of time, but real quick, I just want to mention kind of the really last remaining great orc threat in the galaxy, which ten minutes tops, I promise. Gazgul. Okay. So, uh, the, remember how we mentioned Abaddon is head of chaos? Yeah. Essentially. The orc version of Abaddon is, uh, Gork and Mork's chosen Gazgul mag Urukthraka. Uh, which he is also colloquially known as the Beast of Armageddon because he keeps attacking a planet called Armageddon because it's important for a few reasons. Um, Also, by the way, uh, Mag-Uruk-Thraka means who will bring great slaughter. That's what the Beast is. Uh, So, Gazgul either took that name or uh, earned it. We're not sure which. Gazgul's the closest thing we have to an Orc Failbadon, and has had about as much success as him. But he is a fairly big bad boy. Um, He's fucked up a lot of space marines, he's fucked up a lot of planets, and he's fucked up Armageddon more than a few times. But uh, he and one particular badass are irrevocably intertwined. Um, because they just keep beating each other's fucking skulls in. That one man is an old man by the name of Commissar Sebastian Yarik, a motherfucker so cool he fought a different orc warboss and lost his arm in the fight, but then beat the shit out of that orc warboss and stole his arm and power claw and had said arm and power claw attached to his body, And so now he has an orc arm and an orc power claw that he painted red and later used to punch the shit out of Gazgul until Gazgul gave up and ran away. That's dumb Um, as fuck. So Gazgul is...
0: Not to get bogged down in in Yarrick. Gazgul is, at this time, the smartest orc to live, besides the beast. And he has had a thought after the Third word of Armageddon, of, I need to leave this place. I have had enough of this. I need to do... I need to do more for Gork and Mork. And he goes and sets about the galaxy, gathering up all of the orcs to unify them. Just thus sim... Uh, being like an omen of the end times of this, this war boss is gathering every
1: orc in the galaxy together under one banner. Mm-hmm. In many ways, he wants to be the a true successor to the beast. And if his previous record continues, he won't have much success, but something tells me G-Dubs is really gearing up for something in that mm. vein. Um... On top of that, he is legitimately smart, and he speaks fluent high gothic. Like, that's how smart he is. He's not... he doesn't, like, speak it aloud, but he's capable of reading, understanding, and hearing high gothic and responding in turn. And he even writes at one point in high gothic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He It was basically spray painted, you can't have your fortress back, Yarrick, fuck you. <laughs> yeah.
1: He also uh wrote on the side of a fucking building at one point in spray paint, uh, to Yarick, a great fight, my best enemy, go to Armageddon, make ready for the greatest fight. Uh <laughs> in High Gothic. Um He also has is pretty intertwined in Orc, like in important things in Orkdom. Like, uh, Magdok Grotsnik is a pretty. Imp- one of the best, uh, med bo- or pain boys in the Orc anything. And pretty much the only reason he's alive is because he's saved Gazgul multiple times. And Gazgul, in turn, saved him a few. Um. Nice. One last thing I just want to mention about Gazgul is he had a, uh. a, a. not Snotling, a, uh, Gretchen. Uh, named Makari and that Gretchen did one thing he waved a banner mm-hmm. he was he was the best banner waver he just kept waving it and he was really good at it but uh oh, okay one God day bless him one day Gazgul sat on him oh. <laughs> and he fucking died okay uh, and he, this actually it, it, the joke is, before they retconned it, Gasgul was really heartbroken about it, and <laughs> in later retcons, you, if, based on certain readings, it still sounds like he's really broken up about it. <laughs> and it, to the point where uh, Makari's banner, which has since been reduced to just a stick, uh, <laughs> the, the lucky stick, with a K, is, um, no C, it is actually an artifact. Like, in nice. Orcdom. It, like, you know, lots of Space Marine Legions have artifacts with a bunch of hot bonuses. the Lucky Stick is an Orc artifact. And, nice. uh, it's real cool. I really appreciate... I appreciate Gazgul. He's a cool dude, and even if he doesn't get a lot of shit done, he's got a lot of good lore. And him and yarik's relationship is hilarious.
0: Okay so remember to check us out on twitter at grimdorkspod uh email us at uh, grimdorkspod at gmail.com we definitely want to do another question and answer episode so uh get us those yes um
1: yes (laughs) yes (laughs) yes Yes. uh (laughs) So yeah. Uh, also, I th- wait. Shit. No, we're doing that. The second one. Never mind. Cool. <laughs> I was trying to figure something out, and John and I already talked about it. Never mind. <laughs> so next week is gonna be Necron. Yep. Excellent. Necron's part one. Ooh. Necrons, the units and approximate how they function, uh, and also right. society. We get to talk. We're probably gonna talk about my boy. <laughs> <laughs> So, from everyone here
0: at uh, Grimdork Studios, I have been Homunculus John.
1: I have been, uh, I forgot to look up Deldar Units Fuzzy.
2: I'm Deldar Brayden. Bye!
1: Bye! Bye. (laughs) Jesus Christ, every time! I love it.
0: Thank you for listening to Grimdorks. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Like the show? Want to show your dorky pride? Go to bit.ly forward slash grimdorks to pick up a variety of merch. Our theme song is John Hammer by Matt Lee. You can find him on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. Our background music is Go Home and Be a Family Man by Noran Rad from OC Remix. And remember, Ave Imperator.